Hello! Welcome to Blue Lightning Healing Meditations. I'm Susie Parker Goins. I'm a channel, energy healer, past life explorer, teacher, guide. I have links in the description box for podcasts, financial support, and contact info. So please comment, like, subscribe, favorite, share with your friends. I upload on Mondays and Thursdays. The best way to get a hold of me is through email at susiepgoins at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. So today I want to talk about energy and energy healing. Okay, so what is energy? In general, energy is defined as the power or capacity to do work. It is expanded as a variety of forms, light, heat, sound, etc. In relation to spiritual healing, it is defined as life force, chi, or prana. It's what makes up the totality of the universe. Now, energy can be manipulated. It can be directed, blocked, shifted, or moved, and it takes on many forms. The lower the vibration a thing has, the denser, more contracted it is. Conversely, the higher the vibration of the energy, the, the less material, the more expanded a thing has. So, a desk has a lower vibration than light. Energy healing focuses on the higher vibrational realms. The modalities I'll talk about today usually come from a place of taking care of the client's energy field before anything manifests physically. So, like, you ever join in prayer? That is intensely focused intention. You know, folks are always asking for good juju or mojo, thoughts, uh, you know, maybe they have a job interview, or their pet's not doing well, or they're seeking change for the world. Everyone who responds to the request is manipulating energy to achieve a desired outcome. But energy healing takes on way more forms than just prayer. So, let me, I'll tick off a few. And of course, this is by no means an exhaustive list. And I'm not even going to cover all of these now. But, um, so, there's like Reiki, therapeutic touch, healing touch, pranic healing, chakra balancing, aura cleansing, qigong, tai chi, acupressure, acupuncture, meridian healing, crystals, meditation, polarity balancing, psychic surgery, and so much more. A lot of practitioners have training and certificates for various modalities, but not all require a certificate. I mean, I've come out of sessions with a client looking at me like, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> and I looked at him and went, neither did I. <laughs> cool! So I've received training from my spirit guides and source. Oh, by the way, they don't pass out diplomas. And yeah, that's a whole nother podcast, finding your gifts or opening to them or whatever. But okay, so let's get back on track. So not having a certificate does not mean you are not able to use energy for healing. It means you don't have another frame on your wall. Okay. There are many modalities that do have legal, legal requirements like counseling and the hypnotherapy have certification and state standard requirements. A lot of psychics have been ordained. 
and that allows a lot of leeway in modality. Shoot, I can get a great parking space now at a hospital. I've got to pay the extra three bucks. Oh well. Okay, and in choosing a practitioner, you can check my criteria or list of ethics, and that'll be a link in the in the description box. Or just let's just go straight to it. Listen to your intuition. I mean, here's a chance for you to actually use your intuition. How does this person make you feel? Do you feel safe? Do you feel seen, heard, or not? Okay. And then you go with what your gut tells you. Okay, let me see if I can group some of these modalities in such a way as to touch on generalities. And then Monday, I'll upload a meditation that will be an exercise in opening up to feeling and shifting with energy, playing with it. Okay, first category is touch slash no touch. You'll understand in just a sec. So that includes Reiki, pranic healing, healing touch, and therapeutic touch to start. These modalities use a form of directed healing for clearing blockages to promote healing. Practitioners call upon divine or source to channel the energy through their hands. The healing action is on the body. So Reiki, Usui Reiki, is the foremost form of Reiki. And it was founded by Makao Usui in the early 20th century. It requires attunements to be passed on by a master who is one who has studied three to four levels of Reiki. The attunements are include, but aren't limited to, level one, which is self-healing, level two, which is about healing others and doing remote healing, and level three, mastery to be able to teach and pass on the attunements. Now, it can be hands-on or hands-off. Unlike massage, one make keeps their clothes on. And there are thousands, and I am not kidding about that, there are thousands of flavors of Reiki. Many practitioners have channeled their own version or aspect of it. Some require you to be an Asui master. There's a lot of free attunements. There are others that require payments. Shoot, some are even trademarked. Being a rogue Reiki master myself, I haven't a clue where my certificates are. I could teach Reiki, but in deference to those who honor the traditional school thought, a school of thought of Reiki, I don't. Yeah, that's not to say I wouldn't. Okay, moving on. Pranic healing. It comes from the Philippines. Uh, it's the result of a casual conversation in 1988. That's what started its journey to the States. Like Reiki, it's clothes on, hands off. A practitioner calls in the elements of sun, air, and earth. Now, I've seen it performed with the left hand, palm up, to receive the elemental energy, which passes through the body of the practitioner to be projected through the right hand, palm, directed to the area of focus. Huh. wonder if it's like a question of dominant, non-dominant hand. Huh, I'll have to look that up. Okay, so as far as I can tell, there are no attunements, required, but there is training. And you're welcome to update any information I provide, please. <laughs> I don't want to send out bad information. Okay, so next is healing touch. 
and it was introduced in 1989 by Janet Minchin in America. And like the name says, touch is involved. Minchin was a nurse and she was of the holistic school of thought. Uh, healing touch is a modality taught to and used by nurses and other healthcare professionals. You can find it in long-term long care facilities and hospices and integrative clinics. Healing touch certification has a lot of training that goes with it and a commitment to follow their code of ethics and standards of practice. But it's even endorsed by the American Holistic Nurses Association and the National Certification Board for Massage Therapy and Bodywork. <laughs> Not too bad, huh? <laughs> and then the last one in this particular category is therapeutic touch. That was developed in the early 70s by a clairvoyant healer and a nurse. So it's also practiced by healthcare professionals. It's another hands-off, close-on modality, but it also recognizes that healing happens in the energetic body and the flow of energy enhances healing, which is what all of these do. So while Reiki and pranic healers usually let their hands hover over an area, therapeutic touch healers can move their hands in sweeping motions, pausing to assess areas to focus on, and laying their hands on. Okay, so the next category is meridian-focused healing. So that's acupuncture, acupressure, reflexology. The concept of meridians comes from traditional Chinese medicine, or TCM. Meridians are channels through which energy flows, and they go through your whole body. These blocked channels result in physical ailments. Free-flowing energy results in health and vitality. Acupuncture is a highly regarded modality in which thin, thin, thin needles are inserted into the body at precisely mapped points to unblock meridians, which prompts the free flow of energy, leading to healing. It's effective for pain relief and stress management. Now, I've experienced acupuncture several times. I don't think it's the healing modality for me, but I do have friends who swear by it. There's an acupuncture here in our town who does community acupuncture, pay what you can sort of thing. Um, so it works. It just didn't work for me, and I'm okay with that. Acupuncturists are required to take at least 3,000 hours of instruction, and then you know, about 50 units of continuing education every two years. And of course, there's licensing and sanitation standards. Acupressure is similar to acupuncture, and it uses the same lines or meridians, but there are no needles involved. It uses thumbs and, and fingers and elbows, pressure. Okay, and there are maps of the body in the feet and ears, hands. Not only, I think in the feet they've got... Actually, I've seen images of it with the face, too. So different parts of your body can be stimulated if you put pressure on the corresponding spot in the face or feet or hands or ears. And that's kind of like what reflexology does. It capitalizes on those points to spur healing. It's, it's closer to shiatsu mas massage and similarity. And, it, you know, 
still the same effect. You stimulate these energy points, you break up the blockages, you increase energy flow. So next we're going to go to balancing, the balancing acts, energy balancing. That's the chakra balancing, aura balancing, color balancing. There's another thing called polarity balancing that I don't know much about. So maybe, yeah, let's not worry about that. Okay, so chakra balancing. Chakras are energy centers all around and on the body. You know, we all know about the seven main ones. You might be familiar with those. And I, when I was teaching my kids about them, I called them the big seven, their inner rainbow. But there are at least 108 chakra energy points throughout the body. Some are even below and above the body. Yeah, that's another part seven series. Okay, next. The main chakras do, in fact, have colors and affirmations and sounds associated with them. Starting at the end of your spine is red, the root chakra. Then orange is the sacral, that's up in the reproductive area. Yellow is beneath your rib cage, that's the solar plexus. Green is the heart, blue is the throat. Indigo is the third eye, that point between your eyebrows. And violet is the crown, which is at the top of your head. The chakras do tie into various parts of the body near which they were in the areas in which they reside. And deficiencies or imbalances in the chakra can relate to issues in your life. So a wonky root chakra can mean you're not grounded or connected to Mother Earth. That fight or flight thing could be really on high. The sacral, which is the, the reproductive area, that result that res corresponds to creativity, and I'm not talking just babies here, but artistic creativity. The solar plexus is about self-confidence. The heart is, of course, well, the heart. The throat, related to communication. The pineal or third eye is perception. And the crown is connected to your connection to spirit. Blockages in any of these can manifest or be an indicator of imbalances in your body. You can use meditation or color or pendulum to identify rebalance and heal the chakras. So every living thing emits an energy field or aura. Carillion or aura photography shows it. An aura can be seen either by with the special equipment or you can learn to see them on your own. I don't see them per se, but I can sense them. And an aura can be seen in colors, not necessarily chakra auras chakra colors, but all kinds of colors. And they're not limited to the areas each chakra lives at. So, okay, once at an event, after a bit of time channeling, we took an aura picture of me. And there was a light, a, a lot of white around my head. And that made sense since I had been open to source for a few hours. Well, later I had a picture taken um, after a workout and it was by the same practitioner. And there were colors there. I, I think yellow and red. So it was indicative of a more grounded me. I mean, think of it. Are there colors that evoke different responses to you? Look at your favorite color. You can learn a lot about what it says about you. And also colors. Which ones look best on you? And that can give you a clue about what your aura looks like. Color balancing, that is a whole, color therapy is a whole 
um, another area. And that also uses identifying what issues the body may have or the energy body may have and covering that part of your body with a piece of fabric in that color. It helps you shift and, and change. It's, it's fascinating and that means, yay, I get to have more fabric. <laughs> okay, and finally, let's look at movement therapies. When one has stuck energy, movement can mean more than just the energetic level. Physical movement has an effect on energy too. I mean, yeah, you're tired after a workout, but later on you have more energy. And movement, the energy specific movements, you know, those include Tai Chi, Qigong, and Yoga. Now, Qi, whether it's spelled C-H-I or Q-I, means energy. Qi, C-H-I, comes from China, and Q-I is Japanese or is a Japanese origin. And prana comes from India and is used in Ayurveda. These modalities use movement and postures to open energy points and to relieve blockages. Tai Chi started as a martial art and the movements, if you look at them, are defensive in nature. And the thought that as an opponent strikes at you, you can pull them off balance by not resisting, but by flowing along their line of movement. So Tai Chi is, is that martial art that's composed of a series of movements. There are several different styles and within them are several forms or series of movements. The focus is not on breaking boards or disarming assailants, but about spirituality and community and what happens on the inside. A class may include not only practicing the forms, but a tea ceremony and time spent in community with other students. According to the National Qigong Association, Qigong can be described as mind-body-spirit practice that improves one's mental and physical health by integrating posture, movement, breathing technique, self-massage, sound, and focused intent. Both Tai Chi and Qigong have meditative aspects, however, the focus is different. In Qigong, meditation plays a more significant role and the focus is on combining various movements with meditative breathing exercises. Tai Chi is also meditative in, in some aspects, but the forms and the poses are more body-oriented. And then there's yoga. Everybody seems to be doing yoga. Um, a flow of movements which help open the body, increase flexibility using breath and meditative techniques too. So it all depends on what suits your body best. Okay, I have yet begun to scratch the surface of energy healing and medicine, but if you've listened to me enough, you'll understand that the universe is vast and limitations are a human construct. So if you're interested in hearing about other healing modalities, drop me a comment or send me an email at suzypgoins at gmail.com and let me know. And then Monday, I'll be putting in a meditation to introduce you to feeling and directing energy. Uh, it might be better suited as a visual or called a technique. So I'm going to post the YouTube link as well wherever I'm at. So until next time.
Blessings.